You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has closed its doors on the first trading day of a new trading week. And as always on a Monday, I speak to Greg Davies, who's the head of wealth at Kratos Capital, based in Johannesburg, but in Cape Town at the moment. Now, Greg, um, today, relatively quiet, but some interesting companies that I have, well, they're sort of in the back of my mind, but not front and centre, if you see what I mean. Harmony, gold shares, I always like, I've got, it's a legacy issue. I'm, I'm, I, I have to watch the gold shares, and they had a torrid time recently. But today, Harmony came out with a, an update, and the share price, when I looked at around um, half past four, was up 9%. How did it finish? Yeah, up 8%. Got a little bit of a surprise. I think the market wasn't expecting. Did come with an operational update just for, well, around about 8 o'clock before the market opened. The market really embraced that move. At one point, up up 10%. Um, and that point, uh, you, you know, the rules of stock exchange, they put into a volatility auction for everybody to calm down and have a cup of tea and find their clients. Um, and then the share price settled down. Still a solid performance, up 8%. Just looking through this afternoon, the actual grades that they're producing, is, you know, not sure exactly how they're doing, but the grades per ton have increased quite a bit. Quite a big surprise for the market because um, the last couple of, you know, Anglo Gold, Goldfields haven't been in that position. Obviously, Harmony, uh, most of its mining activity, as I say, legacy, is still, still taking place in South Africa. But uh, it's, it's nice to see, sort of kind of overlook a gold share you know, showing the others the way forward. Yes, another company that I haven't spoken about for ages, and certainly not since it's spun off bites, is Altron. And again, that did very, very well. I mean, I think they were the full results, or rather the results rather than an update. Six and two-thirds percent I saw, again, at half past four. Where did that go? Yeah, that finished up six percent. I've got to be honest, it's one I've, I've been holding in the, in the portfolio and it's been sort of, sort of on the back of our mind to sell. I thought, hang on for these results. Quite a Big increase in their their turnover from from Netstar. That's the business you know where they've got the tracking devices and the cars. Those are solid businesses, and I don't think the market's really ever sort of taken the parts and said the share price should be X. It's, it's kind of just too many little moving parts. Um, the share up six percent at eight trend seventy five. That's the best level we've seen in quite some time. Um, dividend of around twenty five cents. Looks to me like a beginning of a turnaround. But I, I might be talking my book. I spoke to another fellow who said that as soon as you get a 20% likely increase or decrease in headline earnings per share, you have to put out a trading update. Now, the real numbers were just below that, I think 19% increase in headline earnings per share. So it's actually very good because it was a surprise to the market. I suppose, yeah, as I said, they should have put a trading update, probably a surprise to them as well. But I suppose, as you say, just below 20% and... Yeah, you probably became aware of it sort of almost too late. Um, and to put this, you know, I'm sure you know we're working in the market. We used to see these things, a trading update, and half an hour later, the actual results. But yeah. I suppose it's in the it's in the rules, as absurd as that is. Yes, it is. It does sound a bit odd, doesn't it? Let's end on a negative when it comes to the stock exchange news service, anyway. And that's Vodacom. I haven't seen a graph because it, I think it would be quite ugly and quite depressing. But Vodacom was down around about five percent after their numbers. And again, somebody said to me, we've got to spend so much money. And you, you, there's so much money you have to invest in recapitalizing and new towers and, and whatnot and the latest gizmo and also keep your prices low and actually cut them. So it's all going in the wrong direction. 
It's quite interesting. Obviously, I, I rang someone cleverer than me because I, I knew I'd be in the pod. And you sort of offer a headline number. If you look through Vodacom's numbers, X, Y, and Z increased and so on, and you think that's good. You think, why is the market not happy with a share? But the actual the local growth in the business was fairly flat. They managed to grow the business because of a, a purchase which they made in Egypt. Wow. And that sort of hit their... I suppose if you think about it, you know, these type of businesses are all ex-growth. You know, everyone's got a cell phone. Um, they have to find another sort of revenue stream. And I suppose you know, probably the most obvious would be sort of financial services. I think MTN's a bit more aggressive into that space. But in the short of making that acquisition, those numbers would have been fairly flat. So the market flattened the stock, closed um, down 4%. 103.25. I'm just looking at the low. Where did it get to? It must have got to 250 plus, Greg, or close to that. Must have. Must have. A darling of the market and spun off dividends. And there used to be, you know, such optimism. I suppose at the end of the day, it's a competitive space, MT and Vodacom, uh, and to some extent, Cell C. Um, they've sliced as much of the, the pie between the three of them as they can be. And a similar thing happened in Europe with the cell phone companies. They got to a point where, you know, Vodacom was a growth stock. It, it's no longer. I think something similar is happening around the world with these businesses. Okay, let's have a look then. So we've um, had a look at some corporate news, and we must now look at the spot prices. Where the rand, yeah, it was looking so good last week. It's now eighteen seventy-five against the US dollar. Uh, British pound against the rand is twenty-two ninety-eight, and the euro rand is twenty o three. Euro dollar one o six eighty, which is barely changed. All those currencies, incidentally, barely changed from Friday, and the British pound one twenty-two fifty. Even after the extraordinary political news coming out of uh, Ten Downing Street uh, this morning, but that need not detain us. Gold price nineteen thirty-six, up uh, three and a bit dollars. Platinum down twenty-four to eight fifty-six, and palladium is flat at $9.79 per ounce. The oil price has regained its composure after a bad week last week. Uh, Brent crude oil, $82.17, which is up 0.8%, and West Texas crude, $77.87, which is up 0.9%. Natural gas prices are having a bit of a go, 4.2% up. And what else have we got? Steel prices down a bit, iron ore, no, nothing there. Uh, copper up one and a quarter percent. U.S. 10-year Treasury bond yield. Uh, we've had J.P. Morgan Chase and also Goldman Sachs giving us their views on when interest rates uh, will start to be cut, and they differ, and they also differ on their final target uh, for the U.S. Fed funds rate. But uh, anyway, the U.S. 10-year, not listening to either of them, uh, up five basis points to 4.675. South African 10-year, on the other hand, is barely changed at 10.42%. S&P 500 futures on a really good day on Friday, reversing Thursday's losses. 44.13, it's not dollars, it's an index, uh, down 0.4%. And what else have we got? Your Bitcoin, Greg, got to 38,000, but now 36.777, which is down a percent. So, oh, you know, it's, it's nothing you could really get another podcast out of, if you see what I mean. Once you've read all these headlines and uh, done a couple of this, bits of this and that, there's nothing meaty to get into. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, now for me, uh, going through this numbers, listening to you, I suppose the rand, you know, it's weakened again back at 18, 1875. Um, that's interesting. I think the US CPI is out tomorrow, so that'll give us something to focus on tomorrow. But as you say, not a lot um, to, to focus on for the pod today. 
No, not at all. Uh, what uh, shares did you... We, we, obviously, we've mentioned a few, and we'll mention them again. The top five, bottom five. Tell us yours, and I'll, tell, and I'll show you mine. Yeah, you, you tend to focus away from the top 40, but, um, you know, I'm focusing on the top 40, which Please. is now not loading on... Oh, OK, there we go. All right. Um, do you know what's interesting? I just actually had this thought about an hour ago. You take something like Impala Platts, which is up 3.8%, and, I, you know... I don't sit here with the numbers in my head, but I, I, you could almost, if Impala Platt spends three, two or three days at the, the, the worst performer, you can almost say for certain it's going to be the, the best performer two or three days after that. Something like Sabonia as well, which regained 2%, Impala almost 4% better. So if platinum counters, I mean, for, for short-term traders, uh, you know, must keep them very, very active. Um, today, the, the weakness mostly, I see ShopRite, also had an update. I don't know if you had a chance to look at that. Um, down 3.2%. I think just glancing at the headlines again, a situation with uh, with the diesel uh, costs of, of you know keeping all those big fridges cold, and that seems to be it's eating up a lot of their their earnings at the moment. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me have a look at my top five. Harmony up 8%, Kumba Iron Ore up 4 and a quarter, African Rainbow Minerals up 4.1, Impala Platinum, you mentioned it, nearly 4% higher, and Northern Platinum up nearly 4% as well. Downside, Vodacom, we've mentioned it, uh, Carew down 3 and 3 quarters, CFRW, now that's the um, Richemont Warrants, is it? It's, it's something, it's not the real share. Yeah, it's not, not the real share, it's something that's it's popped up on our screens in the last two or three years. Um, but an odd volume down three percent. Uh, traded 1.2 million shares. I, yeah, I don't want to to say I understand it. To be honest, it's not something that's on my radar. Does it? Uh, but does the CFRW automatically, if because that's down three and three quarters percent, does that automatically translate to Richmond itself? That would that would make logical sense. Okay, HCI down nearly three um, percent. Should be, a, should be a politician, Greg, really. <laughs> right. Let's have a look now at the closing JSE indices, if you would. Yeah, the whole share after having been battered last week, up a third of a percent at 71,633. Um, industrial 25 up a quarter of a percent um, at 98,957. I always like to look at the resource index, and we've mentioned a couple of those counters, up 1.2% at 53,167. And the value traded was? The value traded, I've just got to click over there and give us a second. Just shy of 13 billion. That's really poor. I mean, it's November, it's not particularly, uh, it's not traditionally a quiet month, is it? That's very likely, Lindsay. The last two, three weeks, um, you know, you get the odd exceptional day when there's big volatility in a certain counters, the top 40 counters, you know, it seems to be once every two weeks or so, but consistently sort of below 15, 12 area for quite some time. Uh, it just shows, I suppose, a lack of opportunity, a, a lack of interest. Now, I think we've gone over this ground quite a bit. A lot of that volume taking place in, in, in the closing auction, and that trend seems to be, I think it's that's the way it's going to be going forward. Yeah, and there's, two, there's a two-week international football break, so no English football for two weeks. So, I mean, if you like the stock market, the JSE, and you like football, and you've, you've, got, a, you've got a miserable period coming up. Going to have to find uh, something something else to watch. Uh, it's a bit of Formula One in Las Vegas uh, coming up next week, and that should be interesting. Jolly good, Greg. Thank you very much for your time. You won't be with us next Monday, I understand. You've got a, an appointment. 
Yeah, we, we tied up for, for that time. We'll hope to be back as soon as possible. OK, Greg, we'll see you in two weeks' time, along with the football. Greg Davies is the Head of Wealth at Kratos Capital, and that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.